Uh, August 30th 2023 Wednesday 7.42 p.m. A couple days after the, the mass shooting here in Jacksonville, Florida <clears throat> Excuse me A couple days went by Still, still extremely heavy, y'all Ex- Like still extremely heavy You know, which took place and um mm. still still mad still still trying to pro- process all this and when I say process meaning like um and bear with me y'all if if this turns out to be long apologies and thank you for listening um but we'll see how this flows but when I say process meaning like process it from a um, civilian standpoint <laughs> but me feel feeling like being feeling like I'm I'm in the in the front line of my particular area of where I stand at with uh, entertainment media my community which is Duval Jacksonville Florida I have a different lens that I'm looking through with it. And some, and and with that, you know, with a lot of other stuff that I've been involved with lately. When I say lately, meaning like the past couple years, maybe like three, four years or whatever, I just look at things through a different lens. So that lens kind of, that lens kind of stops me from <laughs> being um, radical. But it's, it's been very difficult for me to not be radical, but I might come off like that in this particular uh, situation. So, wrote some notes down, and you know, we'll just we'll just get into it. So my first notes, it's the, uh, just me being mad. First off, prayers and thoughts, you know, are always welcome. I hear a lot of my colleagues saying, we don't need prayers, we don't need thoughts, we need action. That's, you know, that's the thing that I'm looking at from the, from a, from a certain lens, right? So I'm never going to turn down prayers and thoughts when it comes to, you know, people who I deem that care for me like that. But at the same time, I do see the the action part. I understand why people feel like, you know, it need to be action going on with this, you know. And I know for me, when I get mad or get upset or disturbed, you know, 
I try to I, I I take a breather. I try to be ethical with it, and, and I try to keep God very close to me. <laughs> so uh, those are the things. But you know, I'm I'm not going to deny the feelings that I do have that I am like very very mad about a couple of things. You know, you know my com- my community was disturbed. The institution that I you know that I serve in some capacities when I'm dealing with frat was disturbed. My city, my city of Jacksonville was disturbed. You know what I'm saying? The blacks, the African-Americans here, the black people, the third of of what's here in Jacksonville, Florida is disturbed. You know, it's as time goes by, I'm noticing, you know, other races are mad as well. So everybody's just mad and just fed up with it. You know, um, I don't want to not acknowledge that before I go further into these things. But if you've been living up under a rock, Saturday, August 26th. Yeah, August 26, 2020. I said 22 earlier. I meant to say 23. If I, if I messed that up, my apologies on that. But, uh, 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 a white guy came in Dollar General shout out three people the first attempt was at Edward Waters College but thank God to Lieutenant Bailey um, and the students that recognized the the weird behavior of this white guy and, um, you know they brought the alert to it so it would have it been way worse but nevertheless this situation is worse in a way because we lost three people the manifesto stated that he didn't like, you know, didn't like niggas. But right here is where I'll play uh, T.K. Uh, Waters, his uh, his speech. So it could be directly from him. In a Dollar Tree, in a new town area of Jacksonville, outfitted with a tactical vest, armed with an AR-style rifle, and a handgun. Then the shooter killed three people before turning the gun on himself, taking his own life. Other than the three individuals killed and the shooter himself, there are no additional people who suffered gunshot wounds. We are not identifying the deceased victims at this time, but I can tell you that there are two male victims and one female victim. All all of the deceased victims are black. Multiple units from the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office responded to this active shooter scene, as did members of Jacksonville Fire Rescue, our mayor, and city leaders. We are still in the, uh, in the very early stages of this investigation, so there's a lot of information that we don't know at this time. I will share you th- with you the information that I have been able to, uh, to verify. The shooter was believed to have resided in Clay County with his parents. He was involved in a 2016 domestic call in Clay County with no arrest. In 2017, he did have a Baker Act. We know that at 11.39 a.m. today, Sheriff Cook gave us information that he left Clay County headed to Jacksonville. At 1.18 at p.m., he texted his father and told his father to check his computer. At 1.53 p.m., the shooter's family members called the Clay County Sheriff's Office. By that time, he had already began shooting in Jacksonville. The Clay County Sheriff's Office, who has been assisting our agency with this investigation, received information after the shooting that the shooter had authored several manifestos, one to his parents, one to the media, and one to federal agents. Portions of these manifestos detailed the shooter's disgusting ideology of hate. Plainly put, this shooting was racially motivated 
and he hated black people. He wanted to kill niggers. That's the one and only time I'll use that word. I want to be very clear that there is absolutely no evidence that the shooter is part of any large group. We know that he acted completely alone. So everything was developing, right? Saturday. And that's crazy because I had a, I had a pretty I had a, outside of the the mess that went on. I had a, I had a good Saturday. I, I you know I, I was off work, went to a brunch. The food was delicious. Shouts out to uh, two dope chicks. And then I got I ran into some friends, had a a, a beer with them. And then shouts out to Wizkid, DJ Wizkid for having that ticket to go to the Jaguar game. So I went to the Jaguar game. So it flo everything floated very well on Saturday. But then this situation was lingering. And it had just happened, right? So it was like Saturday afternoon when this situation happened. Right down the street. And I was, you know, it was right down the street from the Jaguar game. It was just, it was close, basically. It was close. Now, I don't care if it happened on the in the beaches. It was close. And this this thing just really 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 just hit you know hit it just hit the city and, and you could just feel it so at that moment i was just like i felt like nobody was taking it seriously i think i mean the shock was there so maybe the seriousness didn't sit in yet because it was just a lot of shock and i'm thinking about it now that's probably why it wasn't um it was it felt like it wasn't being serious and when i say that I, I think about the communication aspect of things and um you know i when it comes to communications i'd be like oh my god like i don't understand why it doesn't move how i feel like it should move like i feel like it should move faster more swifter i think people should be able to get it a little quicker outside of it being on social media but i but i understand you know it was, it was developing trying to get all the information before they even gave it to the public so looking back on now and having some days to chill on it it makes me okay with how things played out so in the midst of me going you know doing the, the internet thing being on the internet checking up checking updates and what people were saying this then the third so um sunday comes i wake up because i'm just very extremely disturbed about what happened and um I read uh, Natasha, Natasha S. Alfred. She's a uh, part of the Grio, and um, I read her tweet verbatim. It says Ron DeSantis said he condemns the racial motivated, racially motivated Jacksonville shooting, timidly calling it totally unacceptable. This is the same governor who unapologetically banned DEI initiatives in public colleges calling diversity education and doctorate who waged a war on woke who tampered with black history who suspended the only black female state attorney in florida his actions added fuel to the fire of anti-black hatred condolences won't change that so of course desantis comes into play i went to the a visual on sunday and he was right there and let me tell you something, I got mad all over again. I just got mad. And I'm sure everybody has heard, you know, the heckling that happened when he came on the podium or whatnot. And it just all dawned to me, like, this guy single-handedly set up this system to where these things, these acts, 
these uh, racial acts go unchecked. And again, I just got mad all over again. And it just it just sucks that it's people out there that don't want blacks to, to even have a life. Like I understand, I understood it a while back. And let me go into story time. So you know, I always was aware of my race, uh, a support of my race. I understood what people, you know, what my, what the forefathers went through. I mean, my granddaddy, my aunties, and all of them, they had to experience that whole, the sit-ins and all that stuff. My mom had to go through all that stuff. So, uh, you know, I heard stories about my great great grandparents going through, you know, these racial acts, uh, stuff that. You know, it looks different for us now in this in this time, this day and time. But what they was going through was like, to me, it was just ten times harder what they went through. And so, raising my son, we talked about being black, but not to that degree. But it dawned on me when Trayvon Martin got killed, and I was like, damn, Trayvon Martin was 16 when he got killed, and my son was 15 at the time. And I felt so bad because I'm like, damn, that could have been my son that got killed. And then I thought about all the stuff that comes around with it, meaning being profiled because you're you're simply black. And from then on, I just, <laughs> I say this very lightly, but probably, you know, in full strength that I, you know, I, 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 I woke up. And so I became more conscious of the things around me when it came when it came to me being black and what people that my people that what they suffer through and so when we see when we fast forward to what DeSantis has been doing when he eliminate DEI when he eliminates books and and um uh, classes in these institutions saying that our history is not important and all this other stuff that this can't be taught and this is here in Jacksonville Florida not well Jacksonville Florida I'm talking about the state of Florida it just disheartened me because I'm like, you know, you allowed this to happen because, you know, you, you put these systems in place and these people can just do this free willingly. And you know these, you, and he knows that these type of acts happen. This, I mean, you know, it happens, it happened to the Jewish community back, you know, last year when it was flying them, them, them flags and stuff over the stadium or, or hanging them over the highway, all that stuff, right? And people were uh, disturbing them. But, you know, in respects to the Jewish community, you know, any hate crime sucks. But me being a black man and me having a black family and having black friends and et cetera, et cetera, like, I, I know firsthand how that feels. And witnessing that for somebody else and be, me being able, but me going through these type of situations, most of my racial acts was... Uh, you know, was systematical race, systematic race, meaning that I experienced all that stuff when I was in corporate America and stuff. So a lot of the the the, the nigga calling and the uh, the passive aggressive stuff because I'm you know and the microaggressions that I experienced has all been in corporate America. So to see DeSantis here at this visual, it just really bothered the living hell out of me, y'all, and it made me it made me ten times upset. And it just it just really 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 makes makes me goddamn upset. Jim, um, 
we've spent the whole week here in special session and I've heard my Republican colleagues tell us that there's no issue of gun violence and just making excuses. And to be honest, Jim, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm emotional right now because this America should be tired of this. This is this is madness and we don't have to live this way. And to see three precious black lives taken in a state where you have an asinine governor attacking black people, attacking black history, and then you have people making excuses saying it's not a gun issue when he had an AR-15. I mean, other nations have hate, but we're the only nation that keeps having mass shootings because of policy decisions. And we don't have to live this way. We don't have to live this way anymore. Whether it's a school in Nashville, a private school, or whether it's a Dollar General in Jacksonville, Florida, this terrorism that we're living under is a policy choice being made to appease extremists, um, gun extremists in the gun lobby. And we need to call it out for what it is. And we need to change this nation so that we can live free of this anxiety and terror and, and, and trauma. So I'll go into the the bad communication part. In my notes, it says bad communication. I ran into a, a, a tweet that the NRA posted. And so the NRA posted, uh, there's a picture of Biden that says, nobody needs an AR-15, period. And it, uh, apparently Joe Biden said it. NRA tweets, it says, uh, Americans disagree with Joe on this. Millions of law-abiding citizens own and use AR-15s to defend themselves and their families. Now, this was posted April 26th. April 26th, I'm sorry. August 26th, 2023. This was the Sunday. Was it the Sunday? Hold on. So, yeah, this was the Sunday after the shootings, right? Now, Sunday that just passed by was Axe Handle Saturday. This is the 63rd uh, anniversary of Axe Handle Saturday. If you have not done research on that, please go look it up. Axe Handle Saturday, which happened in Jacksonville, Florida, where a group of uh, Ku Klux Klan people disturbed a silent protest when it came to uh, a protest in cities when it came to uh, racial segregation. This happened at Hemming, uh, Hemming Park which is now James Wood and Johnson Park in, in Jacksonville, Florida. And if you know me, I've done a lot of work with James Wood and Johnson Park, being the fact they changed the name, they took the monument down. It's all monumental. So it's such a coincidence, but it's not a coincidence that this happened around the same time. Makes me makes things more solid that we call August Black August. So, but the NRA was really, really distasteful and tone deaf for posting some shit like this which i thought that was crazy second local news and journalists not doing their job i've had some time to sit on that um the local news i went and strike too hard on them but the journalists and the people that speak like journalists are not truly calling it what it is and I think that's the problem with all this communication stuff. It's like nobody's really calling it what it is. They want to say all this stuff that's around it, but we need to call a spade a spade. And I really appreciate somebody like T.K. Waters, our sheriff, like saying nigga on a, on a platform, on a national platform, and calling it what it is. And I feel like if, if, if we could just call it what it is, we can go forward. We can, we can be able to move forward. And people will like... I really feel like the people would truly, truly understand like this shit is like real. And even with the manifesto, I feel like that the manifesto should be released and somebody needs to like really explain what the manifesto meant and, and how it 
how it contributed to all of this. And, you know, a civilian, you know, they're just mad. And sometimes they don't understand what's going on. Let me give an example of that. When Jacoby Pittman grabbed the microphone and told the crowd to, to you know, to kind of calm down. The governor is bearing gifts, so we I'm going to get the gifts. <laughs> I don't think people really understood the magnitude of that. A lot of people were upset about it. A lot of people understood. But if we have an educational moment where it's each one teach one and, and have people really explain what happened or how this occurs or how the scientists set these systems up to make these things happen, we will be able to move forward and really understand how to like just like really, really move forward. And when I say move forward, like put some really thoughtful actions to it some legislative actions to it, like really put people in place to be able to change these laws and challenge these laws. And shouts out to all the Congress uh, men and women in Jacksonville. Shouts out to our state rep, Angie Nixon. Uh, shouts out to everybody that stands for that cause and understands that. But a lot of people just don't understand that. And it needs to be explained. And I feel like if it gets explained, yes, people will get more upset, but we will know specifically how to move forward with these things. When you get information, you get it from a local news or you get it from a journalist, right? You know, the, the journalist's job is to inform the public of things that's going on and to be truthful with it. Yes, there is an ethical way of doing things, but this is a harm. This is a hate crime. I don't think there's matter of fact, there is no other way to say that it was a hate that it was a hate crime. There's no other way around it. So I felt like journalists should have did their job a lot more and say, listen, this is a this is a damn hate crime. This needs to stop. We need to put things in place. What uh, They ain't even have to go that deep, but at least just say that it's a hate crime because a lot of journalists are just kind of like going around and saying this and the third. And when I say journalists, it's certain ones. It's not everybody, but it's the ones that are in, in, um, in the beholder's eye that are not saying anything. This is my last note. I have uh, the word hopeful. The note that I have on here said it happens on the hills of Axe Handle Saturday and paying attention and being more conscious. Which I already stated, you know, previously about the, the guards uh, paying attention, that type of thing. Um, I feel like that is a role of being hopeful. I feel like we need to really have more hope, but really be uh, diligent about things around us and, 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 and being each other's neighbors and stuff like that. And I think that brings a lot of more hope into the situation because, you know, we can get mad one day and then, you know, after things die down, we go right back to what we're doing and, you know, we're not being neighboring and making sure that the people around us or the communities around us or the people that are fighting for us are, are safe, thought about, rejoice. They get a chance to replenish, all that stuff. So thank goodness that the students saw that and, you know, let the guard know what was going on, Lieutenant Bailey. And then, it, it, you know, it went from there. And unfortunately, you know, three people lost their lives, but... Next go round, we can have it to where nobody loses their life. And shouts out to my sister, Cheryl, Cheryl D. Capital. 
Dr. Charlotte Kenshin. She's my best friend. Love her to death. But I sometimes I feel so bad when I talk to her about black stuff. I feel like that I'm so behind on being black. And, um, you know, respects to my sister, but she 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 in it. She does. She understands what's going on. She She's lived it. She's been around it. She teaches it. She studies it. it you know, it's all her. And and that's not saying that I'm not in that that uh, circle as well because I am. But I do feel like, you know, I feel like I, I I've just arrived. And I tell her all the time, like you know, I feel bad that I'm I I woke up so late, and she you know she reminds me that I that I haven't woke up late and and you know and I've I'm just realizing stuff and it and it's cool and and it's okay with that, and that gives me hope, because. <laughs> the the civilian side of Al Peter is like oh my god like you know I want to you know I want to start a, a a riot you know what I'm saying and just tell everything and go you know do harmful stuff but then I think about my grandma what would my grandma do what would God do uh, what would be the more what would be the the sensible thing to do and I, I feel like this, the more sensible thing is doing situations like getting this information and, and understanding it and talking to these people that are in the political world and having it where I can pour it down to my people who I serve, which is, you know, the people in the entertainment world, uh, people that love music. You know, MPN is, is, is just full of music. So being able to express and talk to them in that regard, talk to them like that and, and talk in a language that my people will understand versus like watching cnn and and you know that type of stuff so i'm glad i'm in that position and i want to stay in that position a little bit more because i've had people in the in the you know in my, in my tribe shouts out to the content creators of colors for you know and 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 i'll say s square to be you know specific but like him saying that i need to stand more in the journalistic side of things and i do understand the importance and and the the severity of journalism in any forms, regardless if it's political, whether it's health, whether it's nonprofit, whether it's leadership, whether it's uh, institutions, whether it's uh, corporate America, anything, you know, it's, it's important for somebody to be able to deliver that message or deliver the information uh, precisely and uh, on an ethical on an on, on an ethical tip. So I understand how that is for me when I'm dealing with hip hop and when I'm dealing with black media or just media in general that I speak, you know, for my people and speak to my people and have them understand like really what's going on. And I, you know, we're we're not new to the situation. I mean, shit, y'all. I mean, we had George Floyd. You know, that was what 2020. Excuse me if I got that wrong, but. You know, we went through that situation, and then all these laws started popping up by we can't protest, and all this other, and all this stuff just started happening. I mean, we're we're no strangers to this type of uh, turmoil and all this stuff, but you know, it's it's nothing wrong with with, with getting better in the situations, and I just want to be better in, in in a lot of those situations. So yes, I am mad. I am I am very sad. If I sob anymore, I'm up. My eyeballs gonna fall out. But you know, I, I I remain hopeful on that because I'm more in tune with what's going on and what they want, what they trying to get out of us. And you know, it's powers and numbers. And if we, you know, each one teach one. If we teach each other, 
what these things look like in the grand scheme of things, then we'll it'll make it better for us to to make these moves. So anyway, thank y'all for listening. I feel a little bit better that I got this off my chest. I think if I did this, my my first intent was to do this on Sunday, the day after it happened. But I'm glad I kind of set with things, kind of let things flow. Um, I was remi- I, I've been reminded a lot that change is gonna come. Um, as long as we're consistent and being diligent and really calling things out for what they are. Um, when it comes to this type of hatred, and you know, every, every, with all that, everything will be cool. So I thank y'all for listening. Um, be good to yourselves and be good to others. And um, yeah, we out. <laughs>